What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 118, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. Buy one, get one, half off, Bogoho. Baseball, Ben, what's going on, man? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Welcome back. I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be back. No, I wasn't out suffering from COVID stuff, but, you know, sometimes life happens. Speaking of life happening, who do we have out there riding across the horizon on a pogo stick? Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Welcome back, Sam. Hello. We got got the intro music in there this time. We had a better episode last time, so we earned it, I think. Yeah, I think we actually needed that 15 seconds, 13 seconds back to make it a really quality episode. So I'm glad you didn't play it last time. Worked great. That's all it takes. Hey, gentlemen, you want to hear something cool? Absolutely. Uh-huh. So it is currently Monday at 6.44 p.m. Central Daylight Time. It is two days, five hours, 15 minutes, and 12 seconds from MLB opening day. I'm so stoked. Actually, let's do an applause. How about that? I'm still slightly stunned that it's going to happen. I'm excited, actually. Have you guys watched any yet? Yes. What have you thought? Like, what are your thoughts so far? I watched the Cubs play the White Sox at Wrigley, and it was fun. It was good to see real baseball. I also looked at the lineup for the Cubs, and I was like, that looks really good. It was Mm -hmm. like Chris Bryant, Jason Kipnis, Wilson Contreras... Kyle Schwarber for the first four. There's like another good player in there somewhere in the, in the fifth slot. And I was like, shit, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to face that. I got caught up watching the game seven of the Indians Cubs world series the other day. And Ooh. it was really weird watching David Ross be the catcher for that team. And then now be the manager just a couple years later, just kind of a weird time warp that we're living in. But who knows? I mean, maybe you take the beginning of a, kind of a fresh look at the the team. I mean, regardless of what well, I mean, we, we all, I think, hold Joe Madden in pretty good res, good regard as far as being a good coach or manager, but, like, maybe they just need a new outlook. I don't know. Maybe you have a little bit of a rejuvenated starting lineup. you got something kind of good going on. So there's some really good talent on the White Sox as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've been doing their rebuild right. We've talked about them for a bit, and well, I don't know when they're going to – well, okay, medium right. Yeah, I don't know when they're going to overtake the the Twins, but I mean, definitely, I, I they're on the uptick as opposed to where they were last year. But then again, because it's the shortened season, anything can happen. They're in year like twelve of like a seven year rebuild process, so that's. Tough. But this is the first year that they're gonna that they were supposed to look good because they have Dallas Keuchel. They picked up the big chill from the Rangers, and then uh, young up and coming Michael Kopech their young pitcher actually opted out of the season, but he has promised. And the White Sox actually look pretty good with Eloy Jimenez and then uh, Jose Abreu in there. Like, they can rake. Kopech came in the trade for uh, Chris Sale, so that's starting to put, uh, pay dividends for them now. It's kind of yeah. an interesting Kopech take. sounds like an oil company. It does. It's even spelled that way, too. It's like Kopech K-O... With a K. Yeah. Is it, is it K-O-P-E-C-H? Yes. Pretty good. I had him on my team last year. He was pretty good when he was right. good. Welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, where we tell you how to spell <laughs> baseball players' names. So next up, Rizzuto. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but it was a little bit weird just with no fans though right like it's very very strange I think it's great. You're going to hear so much chatter in the outfield and stuff. Uh, like you'll hear the coaches yell and shift at infielders and things like that. It's going to be awesome. I did. I was watching clips of um, the Brewers. Uh, I guess they call it a blue versus gold game or something like throwbacks versus whatever. It's like shirts versus skins, but acceptable. Um, anyway, so it was super weird to hear them pipe in the booze. Like so that's that was weird. just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I can't wait for the first time where so they get it wrong, where it's like they play the wrong, you know, we misfire drops all the time. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. That's fantastic. <laughs> I I just can't wait to see who it's gonna be though. Like, do you guys remember a couple years ago when the Indians had that the fireworks guy who set off fireworks for the wrong team like three times in a season? Yeah, that was incredible. he's updating his resume. Maybe. Maybe so. I don't remember that, but that sounds awesome. Was oh. he doing it on purpose? Did we find out? I don't really recall, but Ivan gives us a, a nice uh, uh, take, too. I haven't even really looked at this as much yet, but the catcher cam is pretty awesome. Yes. I watched a clip of Corey Kluber pitching with the catcher cam, and you can like see the backdoor slider totally strike out Elvis Andrews. It's really cool. Yeah. That gives me anxiety watching... <laughs> pitches like i don't even like catching a ball if you throw it at me and that's just a light pitch you know if you're a 98 mile <laughs> split finger fastball at me straight at your face it's it's yeah. it sounds that way for sure but it's a little bit like it's because it's on like the chest plate i guess so it's a little bit off center a bit so it, it's not as jarring as it feels like it might be it's sort of like watching like mlb the show or something like that where it's sort of off off the plate just a tad so you can still see exactly what's going on but it's still kind of depending on where the guy is pointing at speaking of since actual baseball is coming back what are we going to do with our video game podcast where we've talked about animal crossing and snow runner and what are the other ones <laughs> did we talk about tony hawk one time or maybe making that up i think did sam and i talk about that on sensible game night i don't remember did we talk about tony hawk i feel like tony hawk came up somewhere Maybe I just dreamed that. I don't know. Make it a reality, Ben. Yeah. All right. So, level one foundry, you drop into Superman by Goldfinger trying to nail the 900. Got it. <laughs> Love it. As soon as the new Tony Hawk comes out, which is just a reboot of the old one, we're going to have to do some commentary and play it. I think that'll be a lot of fun. To quote There's Walter White, you're goddamn right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about baseball being back, though. I mean, I think at this point, honestly, I've been thinking about it a lot. I think that they're just going to try to go ahead and make this finish no matter what happens. There's too much money sunk into doing this in the first place, right? Yes. Yes. And did y'all hear about, like, just what a weird, bizarro world? Guess who's throwing out the first pitch at the Nats Nationals opener? I don't think I heard this. Who? Jonathan Papelbon? No, Dr. Fauci. Dr. <laughs> Fauci is throwing out the first pitch Fucking at the good. World Series champions homeowner opener. You know what? Good. He's earned it. Yes. If you'd have told him a year ago that he would be throwing out any first pitch, but yet alone opening day first pitch, what do you think he would have said? 
I don't think so. That's nonsense. Something like that. Let's get him on this podcast. The data doesn't support that. Yeah. <laughs> Call him up. Get him on the phone. Yeah. Where's the producer? He seems busy. <laughs> See, yeah, he might have his hands full right now, but you know. But it, it so like I've seen I was watching a little bit of the Yankees Mets game the other day, uh, as to Jimmy Midtown's suggestion, and you know, I mean we all know how it ended, but it was uh it was interesting to watch like Aaron Judge go hit a home run and then just go like, you know, bump fist with everybody in the dugout and everything. And it's like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. That is not what's supposed to be happening here. Two takeaways, three takeaways. One, what the heck, man. Two, I'm starting to think that guy's not an actual judge. And three, what happens whenever, like, I I just can't believe it's going to sound like batting practice. Like, they're just going to drill one to the left field bleachers and then you'll just hear thunk. Yeah, the ball ricochets off some plastic seat, or or my uh, cardboard cutout that's in the outfield in Oakland. One of the two. Yes, I mean you're really going to be able to get away with watching this these games during work with the sound on during meetings because there's not going to be anything going on. There's no crowd noise. It's going to be like commentators talking. It's like, it'll sound like an audio book. I it's, feel bad for the old woman who plays organ at all these stadiums. <laughs> She's out of a job now. Furloughed, I think. Their, they're in there playing the shit, aren't they? Are they? I don't know. But that's they got the harder questions. Yeah. They'll be announcing every hitter. <sighs> they're there. That is so bizarre. To who? Who are we announcing it to? Just the people on the, on the TV. Us. The cardboard cut, the cardboard cutouts of people's dogs that I've seen in the stands so far. You know, Wait, there are dogs in the stands. Oh yeah, That's absolutely. Awful. You, I mean, come on, you should have known that was coming. Oh my god. I'm. I'm just wanting to know when mine's gonna show up. I just want to know. Maybe, maybe one day we'll find out. I don't know. Well, are they gonna tell y'all where your cutouts end up? Like well, section 38, left-hand side. So Sam <laughs> had an interesting experience where he basically got his money back because they didn't process his order right. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's just me. Yeah, I don't have a cutout anymore. I, I think I could probably still submit one with the Rangers, but it's like 10 days overdue. Yeah. So it's just me in the outfield in Oakland by myself. <laughs> just like me when I went to the fucking 90 games over four years. It's kind of fitting, though, right? That sounds just like an Oakland stadium experience. Yeah, it's basically how I felt every time I've been there. It's not great. Bitter 30-something sitting in the outfield. (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty fitting for a team that I have no affiliation or interest in whatsoever for the most part. Well, I just love that on, you know, I don't know if you have the if you have the image up, but for those that remember, it's you wearing a green T-shirt holding up a letter A in front of it. Like it's absolute Bush League, but it's so par for the course. Yeah, it's real half-assed, but I wasn't going to go buy an A shirt. That's absurd. I'm not you should have photoshopped one on your body. Yeah, that's a lot of work, though. I'll save that for whenever we're creating teams and whatnot. You should have just had, like, a shirt with every other letter of the alphabet except A just to show I'm not rooting for these guys. Yeah, just put the elephant in the middle or something like that. Yeah, it's fine. So I don't know. I it, it, We'll see. I guess I'll, we'll see if I find out if I'm even out there or not. I don't even know if there's any, like, confirmation. I mean, Sam saw some of the same things that I did. I, there was no real indication that, yeah, this is going to happen. They could have just taken my money and just done whatever they want with it i mean you know i didn't even get past the first fucking like barrier they wouldn't even they took my money and then i got no email or anything they're like this guy sucks 
And then they just decided they didn't even want your money and they just gave it to you back. They gave it back. Yeah. There's At least a there's that. For a while. Whatever. It's fine. So ill-fated. I was hoping that you guys were going to do the Rangers one. I think we still can. I would have. I just, I'm trying to be better about stupid purchases because I'm sitting on an untold amount of money in World War One and Two paraphernalia. It's fair. So I try to be a lot better about it. However, I did want to wear it's me in a 1917 Doughboy uniform. Oh my! Just along the left field line at the new Globe Life. <laughs> so the guidance here on the Rangers Doppel Ranger site is no orders placed after 716 which was last week last thursday mm, will not be there by opening day but they seem ready to like put it in there soon after it's not bad it's so not i'll bad make this happen for real this time don't you think that they should it, it, as part of this have at least a picture they can send you of it out there doesn't that seem reasonable i think it does seem reasonable I think this has been cobbled together, and I'm not surprised that's not a thing. That that is fair. I'll give you that. And, and honestly, like that's they're they're making the best out of a bad situation, regardless, right? Like that's not. I was stupid enough to to trust that they'd print me out and put me in the outfield in the first place. So hopefully they do. I, I would not at all be surprised if they're they're getting a lot of requests for that. Like, hey, where am I? Can I see where my doppel guy is? I would not be surprised at all if they did like a long pan across all the seats so that you could actually see everybody. See, that would be, oh, there I am. That would be good. But I would say too, that I would not be surprised if they just printed them out and put them out there and didn't have any rhyme or reason, just stuck them in seats and then don't have any way of tracking who's uh, went to whose account. So, see, but the thing is, I told them to put me by the veggie nacho guy. Like if I'm not (laughs) sitting by the veggie nacho guy, why am I there? Like, I'm really hoping that I'm in, like, you know, one specific seat in a row, like, by myself. I need to be six feet apart from everybody, though. Like, I need to be away. I need to That's be right. socially distanced. My doppelranger is not social distancing. Please put him in the third deck. Yeah. Um, so I'm still, like, like y'all said, I'm in absolute disbelief that we're actually getting baseball this year. It doesn't feel real. I'm starting to get excited, but I've, like, tempered my expectations to where it's, I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Everything is such trash. It's hard to believe that something good is about to happen. Like, and I'm just not I just there. realized as we've started recording this podcast, this will be the first time in four seasons, three seasons that we haven't had predictions ready by opening day. So we should do that for next episode, even though it'll be like a weekend. Four, yeah. Four, which is like days. a quarter of the season. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's, it's maybe we gr- could do maybe we could make it simple because we won't be able to do game by game predictions, but maybe we just come up with the teams that we think are going to make it to the postseason. Yeah, we'll have that done by next episode. And we'll get Jimmy Midtown to, to come on too if he wants to. Do we know where he's at? Is he still in California? No, he's back in New he York. Made it back. Yeah, he's self quarantining like right now and <laughs> walking across the country barefoot or something. <laughs> you can ask him next week, hopefully, right here on the Outfield Podcast. He has no excuses. There's nothing else going on, especially if he's quarantined. He's definitely at home. Correct. So don't give me that I've got plans bullcrap, Jimmy Midtown. He's painted himself into a corner here. He's on the show next week. Yes. Yes. He doesn't even know about it, but he's on. And we are playing that music whether he likes it or not. (laughs) Just every time he opens his mouth, the song starts up. And he's like, (laughs) really? 
It was funny the first 14 times. 15th, though. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah, so, okay, we'll do that next week. So we're just going to do teams to make the postseason, and then we'll let's just do some, like, quick, like, wild, like, predictions, too, of just, like, who's going to win the World Series. You know, just why not? Yeah. I think because there's only 60 games, there's actually a pretty good opportunity for there to be some outstanding performances, both individually and by teams. Like, mm-hmm. you could call out, uh, like, there's wild predictions that somebody's going to hit over 400 for the season. We talked like about that. that. There's, there's just a lot of potential uh for hot streaks over that period of time. And like also cold streaks. Somebody could very well go like 10 and 30 through 40 games. That would suck. <laughs> We've seen it before. It stinks. <laughs> well, cause normally by that point, it's like, yeah, it's May 15th. Who cares? We'll be all right by July, but no, like you got to get your swings in. It's... Yeah. Even halfway through this season, you can, you can't let your foot off the gas. Like if you go over 30 and then you went 30 for, Oh, you could like end up in the postseason. You'd be 500. There's be almost crazy. zero chance that Dusty Baker's going to be able to keep up with the pace of this. Oh, he's going to get sick for sure. Oh, almost certain. Like day one, basically. There's zero. Bad. The guy's so old. There's no way he's going to be able to keep up with the pace of. I mean, you basically every game is worth like six games or something like that of your regular season. It's ridiculous. Like we're talking about. You look at literally like. I love sitting there looking through the Red Sox schedule and it being just two months and you're done. It's baseball, but in dog years. Basically, yes. <laughs> Basically, yes. I love looking back at that, though. And and so I, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think you guys are right, though. It's it's going to be a, a matter of streaks and performance as an overall whole. And, I mean, with everything being, you know, we have DH across the, the board for all the leagues. We have mixed up divisions and things like that that wouldn't usually exist. I mean, there's true opportunity for chaos here. Well, and the one thing that I was reading about, and I'm sure it's because, and and anyone who listens knows, lifelong Ranger fan, you know, I still curse out the ghost of David Fries in 2011. Like, I get it. But I'm worried about teams like Texas or Houston who have to travel more than teams that get to stay regionally. I, I saw something on on Reddit where they were talking about presumptive games won or lost as a result of miles traveled. And uh, it's not a good look for any team from Texas. Mm. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Sam, who do you think the opening, the opening day starter for the Red Sox is going to be just, just quick quiz for you. Uh, is Erod still on the team? Yeah, but he has COVID. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> I should have known that. I honestly can't name another starter on the Red Sox right now. It's not David Price anymore. No, it's not. Uh, not Chris Sale. Nope. I don't know. I don't. I don't know a single other one. That's really bad. Mm-hmm. I've lost all my baseball knowledge. Like I'm not thinking about any of it. I'm not trying to put you on the spot because it, I don't think this is in a million years a player oh. you would have named. I know Nathan Eovaldi. Oh, I was gonna say um, <laughs> Martin Perez. No, no, that guy went out and got immediately shelled in the very first game that he pitched in the other day. Immediately Evaldi, shelled. You were singing his fucking praises when he was good. Yeah, he was fine at that point. He's not an opening day starter for Major League Baseball in a short season. It's, yeah, he is. They he tried to make is. him a closer last year, for Christ's sakes. It's like, well, the evidence shows otherwise. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, like on Parks and Rec when Ron Swanson wins an award and Leslie says, that's not very award-winning like behavior. And he said, everything I do is like award-winning behavior because I won an award. Exactly. 
that's all that really matters. That's uh, that's how I go through my life. <laughs> is it? Do we know who the Rangers opening day starter is going to be? Uh, it's going to be Lance Lynn. Interesting. Okay. He was really good last year. He and Mike Miner had almost identical stats, and they were both very good. The the Rangers are probably the the second team I'm most interested in to see what their pitching looks like this year. Um, you know, shout out to uh, listener Danny who let us know about um, the Rays pitching staff as like the team to watch this year. I'm really excited for seeing how that's going to go. This works out. This whole short season thing works out for the Rays better than any other team because they have so much committed to the the committee of pitchers versus starters and relievers and closers and all that stuff. This is prime for that kind of situation to to just absolutely blossom. They're going to play at every angle. Yes. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do something wheels off, this is the year for it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm all about it. I'm all about Uh, the most amount of chaos we can see here because the Red Sox are going to be bad. I mean, bad, uh, bad. It's gotten really chaotic the past couple of days. I think we called this out here, but we're seeing a slew of players opt out. There's a whole situation with the other country that plays in the MLB. Like, it's fucking chaotic right now. Right. Yes, that was news coming out of Toronto, where Toronto, (laughs) the city said, no, we're not going to allow baseball being played in our city. I thought Justin Trudeau was like, he was. It was the whole country. I just yeah. thought it was the, the was city. Like, oh, my can't, God. Yeah. can't do it. But you know what? I applaud their efforts because at least they've done something about it. Like, we haven't done are shit to build a Buffalo? Deserve, like, what are they going to yeah, do? What are they going to do? What's They're going to. The I saw uh, just a little while ago, I think they are going to play in Buffalo. Like the Bills field? <laughs> just no, there's a baseball. Some dirt on it. The Bills aren't using it. <laughs> Let's throw some dirt on it. There's a, throw some dirt on the smash tables. There's some sort of baseball stadium there, but it's. From what I've read, it's not really like an MLB-type stadium, but it doesn't really have to be, I guess. Yeah, you don't need fans. You don't need bathrooms. You don't need concessions. You just need a field. So if they make it to the postseason and they're playing in Buffalo... Let's go! They're going to be like... Really cold and snowy. I'll be cheering on the. You know it's not a dome. You know I'll be cheering for the Blue Jays in that scenario. You know I will be. be Sick. (laughs) Oh my god! I just tried to Google the stadium, and I tried to Google Buffalo Blue Jays. Like, what a weird name (laughs) that is. I want to say I Ben, you're the you're the resident historian for the show, but I want to say something like they haven't had a, a professional baseball game there since like 1897 or something like that. I'm sure they haven't had like a, a true major. I think there was a, a double or single A affiliate that had, you know, somewhere in upstate New York, but I'd have to check and see. Albany. How cool is that going to be for the citizens of Buffalo? Like they get a professional baseball team for two months. That's going to be fantastic. Who should be pretty decent, actually. Yeah, so it is. The, the, when I look up baseball Buffalo Stadium, uh, the Buffalo Bisons play at Saline Field. Uh, they're a triple-A team since 1988. Triple-A Buffalo Bisons of the International League. I think what I saw was like like major league professional game. Yeah, So no, absolutely. Yeah, but still, that's fascinating nonetheless. I think that's where they would be playing the games then, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like according wow. to Buffalo News. 
Because um, I mean, dude, Canada denies Blue Jays permission to play in Toronto. Saline Field is where it's at. Because I know the other uh, option was to play at their spring training facility, but that's in Florida. That's not a good idea either. No, I like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I'm good with so, that. So two thoughts. Nothing is good in Florida except maybe NASA. So take that back. But NASA, everywhere <sighs> they go, is out of this world. No, the second point I was planning on making before that awesome wow. joke was I love the idea of teams playing in obscure cities, you know, like minor market teams. Yeah, they had the uh, the um, the game last year in the middle of like a cornfield for the, the Field of Dreams thing. Yeah. Field of Dreams. Thank you. Yeah. Didn't they? Wasn't that last year? No, That's they're true. having that. That's supposed to be this year. Yeah, that was supposed to be was this year. Supposed to be this year. Uh-huh. No, I, I thought it was canceled last year. COVID, but like, let's make the Twins play in Duluth. Like, who gives a shit? I agree. They should do more of that. Like the London games were awesome. Yes, they, they were. were rowdy, man. It's like they don't get they don't get to see that. They're going to come out in force and go crazy. But obviously, there's no fans yeah. this year. Oh, Except shit. why did I even not. say that? Why didn't you guys call me out on that? What the hell? It's fine. It's no big deal. We're on a roll, man. We didn't want to cramp your style. Yeah, yeah cramp it, man. No, I'm not that'll doing be, it. That'll be really good for your radio audition tape because we don't have to have the context. It's just you making an awesome point. Yeah, it's perfect. Sure. Nobody's going to call you back on it. Don't be deal. Yeah. It, so, I mean, I, I guess that's that's it's right across the border anyway. So it's really not too far off as far as travel goes for the Blue Jays. And, I mean, you're right there with the rest of the division anyway. So, I mean, it, it does kind of work out. It just sucks that Toronto who I, I don't know really who their fan base is specifically, but if, I don't know if it's like kind of like a struggling fan base or like a smaller market fan base. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Even though they're in my division, it's still it's hard to gauge that. I'm sure that there are uh, a number of Blue Jays fans, you know, in yeah. upstate New York. They're, they're, they have a rabid fan base in Toronto. It's like a bunch of hockey hooligans, and they just go fucking apeshit. Okay. I'm fine with it. And I also think it's ironic, though, because they have the best facilities to be able to host baseball games and that they can be quarantined inside the hotel that's connected to their ballpark. That's mm. one of the only actual ballparks that has that that's like actually connected, the Rogers Center. Hmm. So, all right. Anything else on Blue Jays international talks? We got to get to the POS corner. Um, no, but just a, a reminder. I have a fun trivia game I'm going to give you all at the end of this episode. sponsored by MLB.com. So Ooh. don't forget to save time for that. All right. Well, let's get to the POS corner then. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. So little little different take on piece of shit because I'm not going to like berate a, an individual or an organization. But I will say that there was a piece of shit trade that happened 
um, before this season started, and it is not panning out well for one of the teams. And that is the Cleveland Indians. Okay. Just bear with me. So the Cleveland Indians traded to the Rangers Corey Kluber. <clears throat> In return, they got Emmanuel Clace, who is a relief pitcher, very young guy, like fireballer, really good. And then Delano DeShields. Okay. Okay. So do either of you know what happened with those two players? No. I do, but go ahead. Would you, you know both answers? Yeah, but go ahead. Enlighten Ben, please. I'll, I'll let Ben try and guess. So um, do you know what happened with the – guess what happened to Delano DeShields, Ben? I don't know. He got COVID. Okay. Okay. <laughs> guess what happened to Emmanuel Clace? Did he also get the COVID? He got a 80-game PED suspension. Oh, no. So, effectively, the two players that they traded for can't play. Delano DeShields is expected to return shortly, and he's a fine player. He'll be fine. But Emmanuel Clay's like PDs. He's out for the season. He's just like they canceled his season. And then Corey Kluber for the Rangers is like fire. He's like Sandy Koufaxing everybody. He's like playing mind games, like some of the best pitching that I've seen out of the Rangers so far in the preseason. He's doing really well. So it's like that's a piece of shit trade. How is he there? How, how is Kluber not their opening day starter then? Well, so he had an injury riddled two last two seasons. He barely, I think he had like five, eight starts last season. Then he broke his forearm with a line drive. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe they're just playing it easy with him. And Lance Lynn crushed it for us last year. So that honestly, opening day pitcher is kind of honorary in some ways. So I think they're like, go Lance Lynn. You had a great 2019, even though Corey Kluber might end up being better this year. Also, I believe before everything got shut down, when they were in actual spring training, um, they were worried about Kluber's health, and so they named Lynn as the starter in, like, March. Mm. Ah, And then, so, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, Kluber might be, you know, still recovering or whatever, not realizing that he'd have an extra 140 days. Well, yeah. after 60 games, whenever we get to that point, you're going to look back on that one lo- opening day loss. You're going to say, damn it, they should have started Kluber. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. It's going to matter. I, I think he might be right, but um, <laughs> he's he's looking really good despite despite that notion. Yeah, I'm sure it's really not that big of a deal if Lance Lynn's going to go out and deal on opening day. It's really not a huge, huge thing. It's just, it's very strange with the whole crowd noise thing. But yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I, I like that as a POS. I think that's a good, it's a good POS. We'll, we'll dig into some real ones after week one. So I, I have a almost POS, but that reminded me of a question because we talked about the crowd noise and the walk-up songs and all that stuff. How many of the teams that are not the Houston Astros are going to pipe in the sound of a trash can banging? Mm. None. Zero? You don't think zero. anyone's going to be courageous enough to try it? No. I think MLB would have a cow if they did something like that. They're, they want this to go away, and ironically, this is kind of the perfect season for it to happen. Ben, what do you think? How many teams? I think it'll be realistically zero, but whoever does it, I'm buying that person a beer. If we could be there, we would make sure of it in some way, shape, or form, but fans can't be there, so it's all up to a couple of deviants, and I don't think that that's great just enough to lose your job over. I, I have a thought. We could just like fly to Oakland. Uh, or a closer stadium. Well, it's got to be an outdoor one, but you rent a truck and a bunch of speakers, and then you just type it in from the outside. Love it. Awesome. 
Absolutely. Or hire a skywriter, you know, one of those airplanes with the big <laughs> banner, but have the banner just say trash can noise and then just circle <laughs> around the stadium. Weren't you just talking about spending money on stupid things? Yeah, but that's not stupid, Justin. That's that's an investment in the Rangers' future that I'm making. That's a principle. Fund me up for that. That'll happen in like nine seconds. Nineteen seconds. I'd probably fund the whole thing. That's incredible. It's a great idea, Ben. It's a fantastic idea. Next thing you know, my wife's gonna run in the room, and be like, "Ben, why'd you put a second mortgage on the house?" And I was like, "Don't worry about it." Skywriter, you hired a skywriter again. I really think it's <laughs> bullshit that the, the Astros are going to end up getting a pass because that's what's going to happen. They're going to get a pass. They already did get a pass. Yeah, they got a pass because they kept the damn rings. Unbelievable. It, materially, they've gotten a pass. And then the whole fans wanting to shame the Astros, they're getting a pass on that, which is the that's the worst part to me. Yeah. A year ago can mean a lot of things in people's eyes. Do what? Sam said, that's the worst part to me. And I said, Out, outside of the cheating. <laughs> True. I mean, in terms of their uh, consequences, I, I rank people being able to shame them higher than the lost draft picks because that was a shitty like league uh, mandate or whatever consequence. And then the people shaming them is much more impactful to me. So that's just how I rank them internally. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. And... To be clear, I'm super glad that they did it because the story alone is absolutely worth it. To to think about the fact that they were cheating in 2017 by banging on trash cans. That very notion alone is absolutely worth all of it happening. So I would 90% agree with you, but 10% disagree because their cheating at this level made so many other people forget about Boston cheating at this level. A thousand percent. And I'll so, take I'll take that. That's not my fucking problem, buddy. <laughs> well, I don't forget. Uh, do I have time for a POS? Can I name someone? Always. Okay. So I'm a kind of a big proponent of masks and I'm not gonna get all political on this podcast. It's not what I'm paid to do. It's not a political I've issue. even tried like exercising in my mask and just last week I ran two miles with my mask on. Yeah, it no happened. Good. No good. I got to tell you, seeing baseball players on the field wearing their masks, it's a pretty good look. It's not bad. Especially if you're pitching. I feel like the, that just amps up that mind game. If all you can see is this eyes? motherfucker's eyes Hell on yeah. the mound. Like, imagine. Anyway, so... My POS would be any baseball player who doesn't opt for the awesomeness that is wearing a mask. You know, like you get to mess with your appearance more than you ever have before in baseball right now. Capitalize on that and save some lives. Oof, I'm with you on that 100%. Uh, the running two miles in a mask, like if you're alone, I don't think you need to do that, but props to you for doing it anyway. That seems like tough. I did some labor in a mask at a Home Depot, like lifting a bunch of mulch bags. And that was fucking hard. Hold on. <laughs> Were you lifting your own mulch bags? Of course. What okay. do you think I was lifting somebody else's mulch bags? Well, you said you, you referred to it as doing labor at Home Depot. So that made it sound like it was some sort of job versus you going to pick up some mulch. I feel like you had community service for, <laughs> for that one POS corner I did. I got nicked. Yeah, it'll happen. It's awesome. 
Yeah, no. I mean, Ben, what's your rationale for running two miles in said mask? I'm just curious. Yeah, uh, two things. One, y'all know me. I like, uh, if it weren't for my wife keeping me sane, like, I'd be a super liberal doomsday prepper. Like, that's where I'm at on that side of the spectrum. Uh, But I was basically feeling down. There were a lot of people out and about. I was like, I want to be super careful, super cautious. You know, normally when I run, uh, I don't wear a mask. Sometimes I'll have it with me just in case I like have to pass people and can't get 10, 15 feet away. Uh, but just this one day, I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I got to say, by the end of it, it felt like I was just holding a wet wash rag to my face. Yeah. Probably not good for me at all. So I'm no longer running with the mask, but I'm at least keeping it with me. And it gave me the legs to say, if I can run two miles in a mask, you can stand in left field with a mask on. Yeah, good very call. true. And that is also not talked about the running of two miles. Well done. Thank you. We didn't even I acknowledge that. that. I April twentieth, uh, I decided, hey, let me see if I can run. I could barely run a mile. Since that day, I've ran a hundred and ten miles. Ooh, you get an applause. That's a lot. Good for you. Thank you. Very nice. And two of those counteract the not taking steps because one Mm -hmm. day I looked at my phone and it was like, congratulations, you've walked 400 steps today, fat ass. And I was like, oh, that's good. (laughs) Awesome. Pretty good. Phone shape. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I I like it, though. I think that it's like you said at the beginning, like it's it's not it's a matter of safety. And I love to see that athletes are kind of promoting that, too. That makes a difference because you're about to see like the NBA specifically not do that. And at a time where it kind of needs to be popular a little bit, you know, it would help. Yeah. LeBron James can make masks cool pretty fucking quick. Exactly. He can but make I like the pitching call cool pretty quick also. That's true. Ben, I like the call out of the intimidation factor with pitchers oh wearing the masks. Mm. That is incredibly sick. That, that would be so intimidating if you're like got a sh- guy with like a shredder mask on. Yes. The only thing and about like. He's just staring you. He's mean mugging at you. You don't know what he's thinking. And then he winks before grilling a 99 mile per hour right down the middle. Mm. I mean, he can't lick his hand anyway, so it's not like it's going to interfere with anything other than his breathing in some way. Have you seen any spitting yet, speaking of? I haven't. I have not really either, but that scares me just as much as it does comforts me. Is there a rule about that in this year's Mm -hmm. baseball league? No spitting? Yeah. No spitting, no sunflower seed spitting, no dips. Bubblegum allowed, though. Bubblegum allowed. That's it, though. So I I, but I, I also uh, haven't seen a lot of shots on the dugout because I, I presume there's probably not enough social distancing, mask wearing, and probably a lot of spitting going on. True. And a lot, those are just inter-squad games and just a few exhibition games, too. Like I saw at Fenway today, they were putting in the stairwell that goes from the bullpen up into the stands. So players can go and sit up in the actual stands away from each other, which is what they should be doing. And that'd be I awesome if Mookie you were a player. Bex walks up there and puts his arm around your cutout. <laughs> exactly. I'd be so upset, but so honored all at the same time. Which, for what it's worth, do y'all remember this, like, when no one knew what the hell was going on? And the biggest news out of Fenway is that Dropkick Murphy's played a concert on the field with a special guest of Bruce Springsteen on video. Like, mm-hmm. what a weird, bizarro 2020 this is. 
It's all been very strange. We've been hammering that out even with our fantasy baseball league of like what to do and how to treat this whole thing fairly because it's just it's an absolute mess. But I think it's going to lead to fun chaos. I really do. There, whatever team wins this year is going to be somewhat undeserving in some way. You know what I mean? And I think the the way that the, the my whole mantra as the commissioner is it should map to the real season as much as possible and because the real season is going to be chaotic and difficult for teams to manage it should be chaotic and difficult for us to manage like there's a lot of commissioners who are saying i'm putting that league on ice and i'm going to start a new one for this year and i think that's bullshit that's not sticking with it hmm. so hmm. there you yeah, go you gotta handle the the stick with itness, and i would still we'll see what happens I would still give whoever wins the World Series this year legs over the Astros championship and the uh, the eighteen Bo Sox championship. It's gonna be it's gonna be something what? like I don't really know what that means. Um, it's gonna be more credence, more like a what, what are we talking about here? Man? Authenticity or like more more um, authentic than trash can banging and digital monitor legitimate more legitimacy. No. Yeah, Ivan's gonna win. Ivan's definitely gonna win. This is an Ivan year. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> Ivan's won he's like with five games in a decade. <laughs> yeah, probably so. But he's also. I mean, this is this is the perfect year for the the guy to rise right out of the water and just take everybody down. That'd be great. We'll go sleeping on Ivan. He's been. He, I think he's gonna play this year. He is for sure. And I I would love to see Ivan just come from last place and take Marty down after three years in a row. That'd be fantastic. Anything's possible this year. Anything is possible. I can't wait. Uh, one last comment from Ivan here on the video. Well, <laughs> 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 he he action. Um, so yeah, yeah we'll figure sure out how to, that's gonna to, happen. But what, what were you gonna say, Ben? Sorry. Make sure to check us out. If you comment on social media while we're podcasting, we absolutely want to be able to display your comment and interact with you. Uh, so definitely make sure you're doing that. Indeed. All right. So we've got about. 20 minutes left or so. Ben, what is your trivia? So let's get to that. All right. So I just noticed this today. Whenever it hit me today that, hey, baseball is coming back, I decided to meander on over to MLB.com. Uh, I'm told it's a website. It's on the Internet. Hmm. Uh, but it's like basically. Ruben. Yeah, exactly. Can you name the current franchise based on past team names? So there are 10 questions. I got an 80 on it. I'm going to kick it to y'all. And tell me if y'all can name it, okay? Okay, I'll try. Oh, yeah, I'll give it my best. All right. I'm going to start with give an open discussion. Then if y'all need me to give you options, I will. Okay. But what current franchise was known as the St. Louis Browns from 1902 to 1953? St. Louis. St. Louis Cardinals. I feel like that's too easy. I feel like... I would have said that was right if I was right. Yeah. Mm. Yes, I do like validating you, Sam. <laughs> Does that mean that isn't right, Ben? Is that what you're uh, saying? That is not right. <laughs> no, the St. Louis Cardinals have been playing in St. Louis for a long time. St. Louis had two teams until 53. God, so I, I feel like I... Your this, okay. Orioles, Royals, Indians, or Cardinals? I've already ruled out Cardinals. So Orioles, Royals, or Indians? I think it's the Indians. Royals. Man, y'all suck. We're bad Baltimore. Baltimore. 53, the St. Louis Browns moved to Baltimore. Bad. Okay. What is it with y'all got that? Cleveland teams moving to Baltimore? All right. Anyway. 
We've talked about this before on this pod. Which team was once known as the Naps? N-A-P-S. Ooh. We have talked so about yeah, this the, before? The Royals, the Indians, the Reds, or the White Sox? We're bad White at this. Sox. Yeah. I mean, we're bad at okay. this. I'm sticking with no. Sam. <laughs> it's uh, it's Cleveland, the Indians. The Naps. Cleveland we're, Indians. We're, uh, they should probably... got an 80 on this? Good for you. Thank you. I'm kind of a big fucking dork. Um, no. The, they also were known as the Blues and the Bronchos in 1901 and 1902. But in that is the best team name. They decided to go with the very racist Indians. <laughs> Bronchos? Bronchos, yeah. M-C-H-O? Yeah, S, yes. So they could have chosen Bronchos or Indians and they went the racist route, huh? Make Cleveland the Bronchos again. Do we don't know what Bronchos means. Let's be yeah, careful. let's be that careful. Is true. That, that is true. Let me tap the brakes. Don't write that down. We're not marking. Okay. All right. Which team was once known as the Colt 45s? Oh, um, I'm going to have to have some choices, but I feel like I'm going to know it when I hear it. The Pirates, the Royals, the Rangers, or the Astros? I think it was the Astros, right? Absolutely right. It was the Astros. So for the first two or three seasons, they were the Colt 45s. A broncho, if we're interested, oh God. is a less common spelling of a bronco or horse. Mm. Do they have a good logo? Is it, would it be a good logo? I don't even I know if they had can... logos in 1901. I think he could probably come up with one. They definitely have oh, logos. You bet your ass I could. But essentially, essentially, I'm wondering if it said bronco and not broncho, but I would go broncho. Yeah. According to MLB.com, it was bronchos, like nachos, but made out of horses. Well, that's how it's spelled, but how is it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. What Not team? What up. current team was once known as the Washington Senators? <laughs> the Rangers. That's right. It was the Rangers. Uh, the I'm not past second your cho- horse, of the Washington Senators. Uh, started by Ted Williams in the 60s, became the Texas Rangers in 1972. Good work, J-Mac. Mm, give myself a so bell. Y'all have uh, gotten two of four so far. So you're batting 50%. 500. All right. Which team was once known as the Americans? You have the Yankees, the Nationals, the Phillies, or the Red Sox? Yankees. I think it was the Yankees. Both wrong. It was the Red Sox. Really? I actually didn't even know that. They were the Boston Americans. Yeah. They were the Americans 1901 to 07. They switched to the Red Sox in 1908. Okay. All right. Which team was originally known as the Highlanders? The Royals, the Mets, the Orioles, or the Yankees? Let's say the Mets. Yankees. Yeah. So Sam gets this one. That's your third of six. This is the Yankees. Were formerly the New York Highlanders. Okay. All right. Which team was once known as the Boston Bees? The Boston Bees. That's the animal B-E-E. Bravo, Echo, Echo. Um, the Red Sox, the Braves, the Brewers, or the Reds? It's the Braves, right? Braves. Yes, absolutely. Good work, gentlemen. You've talked yes. about the Bees before, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the Boston Bees, uh, also the Boston Bean Eaters, um, became the Braves, and then they became Boston Braves and Milwaukee Braves. And then down to uh, down to Atlanta. Bean Eaters is right. a great name for a team. 
Absolutely. All right, three three left. Which team was once known as the Orphans? The Cubs, the White Sox, the Dodgers, or the Cardinals? What? I'm going to go with White Sox. Sure, that's fine with me. So this was one that I missed. I chose the White Sox, but it's actually the Cubs. They were the White Stockings from 1876 to 89. Then they were known as the Colts from 90 to 97. And the Orphans from 1898 to 1902. Weren't they the cancer patients for a little while? (laughs) I don't know of that. It sounds like somebody just didn't want to bother coming up with a name, so they called them like the no-names. That's what it sounds like. That's ridiculous. All right, two left. Which team was originally known as the Seattle Pilots? The Mariners, the Angels, the Brewers, or the Pirates? Mariners. Yeah, it gotta be the Mariners. No, I'm between that and the Angels, but I'm gonna go with Mariners. So that's the obvious answer. It was actually the Brewers. So the Seattle Pilots from '64 um, to '68, they moved to Milwaukee in 1970. The Pilots is a good name. What's that? Pilots is a good name. It is a good name. Um, And then finally, question ten of ten. We have also talked about this before. Which team was once known as the Robins? R-O-B-I-N-S. The bird, not the Batman character. This is the one I remember you talking about, but I don't know the answer. Same. Well, because we've talked about bird names before. Uh, so it's going to be the Orioles, the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, or the Cardinals. I'm going to say the Cardinals? I think, the, I think it's the Dodgers. It's the Dodgers. Mm. The Dodgers were once the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Robins. They were also the Superbas, the Bridegrooms, mm. the Grooms, the Grays, the Dodgers, uh, and the Trolley Dodgers before that. Were they just like looking at things and calling them out? Like, that's our team name, and that's our team name. Someone yeah. was like, Eddie, just like over the Grooms. <laughs> there was a lot of fighting. Uh, they became the Dodgers uh, in 31. Uh, it was their unofficial nickname. Like, they were still called the Dodgers, but they were their official name before that were the Superbas, the Robins, etc. You know what my favorite thing about this exercise is, Ben? It highlights that team names change a lot, and it doesn't really matter what your team is named no. at all. No. They change cities, they change bad, teams. And... Change it, and it's gonna, you're going to keep playing ball. It's going to be fine. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's what uh, that, that was today's proof that I have watched too much of Ken Burns' baseball documentary. It's a good exercise, though. It really is. Do we want to look at, real quick, before we close everything out, do we want to look at where, like, some of the odds on where we are on some of the odds for, like, a plus 400 season and stuff like that, like we were talking about before? Yes. All right. 100%. All right. Kill some time for me while I do this. So, in today's baseball documentary news, uh, the aforementioned Ken Grooms base Pen, Ken Grooms Ken Burns baseball documentary is no longer on Amazon Prime, nor is any other Ken Burns program, and it has been much less, much less, excuse me, much more difficult for me to fall asleep since all Ken Burns was purged from Amazon. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. That's been helpful in sleeping, and also Which just show iteration. Uh, Next Gen. Okay. John Luke Picard. So uh, ben. I, Go ahead. Please, you. I was going to say, I've never seen an episode of Next Gen. I remember watching the original with uh, Shatner and yeah. Nimoy and all that, but I uh, couldn't tell you anything aside from Patrick Stewart in it, and I'm told it's good. It is very good. It's worth your time, for sure. But, Ben, so we just went through 10 
historic name changes are the that's not all of them and is your favorite encompassed in those 10 uh good question uh i do love the bean eaters like that's just <laughs> such a stupid name <laughs> and i love it so much um I also like that they busted out the New York Highlanders, you know, the Yankees, their original Mokier or moniker, uh, rather. I think that's pretty good. I think that those are all the, the best ones. Any other really good ones are all the minor league ones. Oh, yeah. Minor league names we've well covered are some of the best. And we will continue to do so if we ever get a minor league baseball again. Probably won't. They'll just kill it out from going forward. That's it. No more. All right. So odds to win the 2020 American League MVP. You have Mike Trout at like plus 140 is the best. So like this is a great example of someone who could absolutely have a breakout season and carry his team way more than he typically would. Right after that, you have Gleyber Torres, and then you have Aaron Judge, Bregman, and then Francisco Lindor. So it's an interesting list of just your a like your odds to win the the actual MVP there. Yeah, hmm. it's. Trout and not Trout are your two options. Correct. On the other side of it, on the National League, you've got Acuna, Yelich, Mookie, and Juan Soto. Rounded that feels out. a lot closer to me. It does. Yeah, feel closer. It goes all the way. They even have... So, Sam, you can get, for the same odds, okay, you can get Fernando Tatis Jr. or Cody Bellinger. What? Yes. And... Oh. And both of those have better odds than Bryce Harper. That's really strange. He's had a couple of weird years, so I get it. Yeah. But he can go off. For sure. Anybody can go off. I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, because Harper does well in the smaller stints, so I could see where a 60-game season would do well. But also, don't sleep on Bellinger. Right. You've got in for reg, uh, most regular season home runs, you've got Joey Gallo leading Mike Trout, Pete Alonso, Jordan Alvarez, and Aaron Judge. It's pretty interesting uh, as far as odds. I think, I think Alvarez is overrated. I think he's had some good seasons, but I don't see that going long game. That's just my take. I like Alonzo over Judge. I think that that's uh, an extra twist of the knife for for the burrows mm -hmm. um and i'm really wondering how gallo is gonna do in an indoor park post covid yeah yeah post covid exactly mm. uh for, you can even get franmil reyes for as a as the same odds as bryce harper that's wrong for the most home runs maybe maybe but that's pretty interesting regardless 1990s reference. Hey, it could happen. Big world. It's very, <laughs> what a weird ass obscure reference. I got it. It's a good one. A lot of these we talked about already, like AL win leaders. Obviously, it's going to be your Garrett Coles, Verlander, Corey Kluber, Chris Sales in the mix. I don't know why, but he is. Uh, Granky. You know, some of those guys are kind of in the mix for your actual win leaders. And on the NL side, Kershaw, Scherzer. Walker Bueller, Jack Flaherty. I saw that Jack Flaherty is like the youngest Cardinal starter, opening day starter in like history or something like that. He throws good. Yes. Throws baseball far. He throws baseball well. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, some interesting rookie of the year stuff. I mean, Luis Robert is kind of the 
odds-on favorite, and it's not even really that close, to be honest with you. It's going to be a weird it, year for stuff like that, though, because of how thin everything is. Is Bo Bichette technically a rookie this year, or was that last year? I think that was last year. I think he played enough games. Did he? I think he's, he's filming the Mandalorian. <laughs> you love that joke, don't you? Every time. Every single time. Yeah, I think uh, I think he had to have played enough games last year. He played majority of the season last year, right? I I don't know. I can't no. remember. And like the, we talked about the tricky stuff with like service time and stuff like that. You never know when a guy's just randomly pulled up like that or whatever. They, yeah, because like Luis Robert played games last year and he wasn't a rookie, and then Bobuchet was. Like I just don't know where that where the lines are. Yeah, you have Nolan Arenado with the best odds to in the NL. Uh, as as far excuse me, most hits in the NL for 2020, you're looking at Nolan Arenado, sneaky top five player who doesn't get enough noise. Absolutely, this will be a make or break year for him though in a lot of ways. Yeah, because we've been expecting big things out of him for a while. He's been great. He's hit 40 home runs for like two two of his five years. Yeah, but his team has stunk so bad that it hadn't mattered. <laughs> well, Mike Trout's team has stunk too. That's true. It's very true. Do you think they'll get that fixed? I think they're fixing it. Not don't, this season. Don't not do next it. Year. Under new management. Don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Promise me you won't go down that hole. It's terrible. Well, if you like what you're hearing, thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure to follow us. We are all over your social medias. That's on Facebook, on Instagram, on the good old Twitter. Don't forget, though, your one-stop shop is at sensiblyloud.com for all of your favorite podcasts and even some of your least favorite podcasts. No, I'm kidding. They're all fantastic, and you should check them all out. Uh, Huge props to J-Mac for producing this and every other episode. Don't forget to tune in next week when we give you our Major League Baseball predictions. Will there be baseball? It certainly looks like it, and we're going to keep talking about it here on the Outfielder Podcast. Oh, it's happening, buddy, and I can't wait. We will see everybody next week for another edition of the Outfielder Podcast. Thank you.